My name is Nico Fontaine, and what I'm about to tell you is probably going to sound a little strange. You have been warned. Welcome to Ghosts Etc. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Ghosts Etc. My name is Nico Fontaine, your resident ghost guru. Today's episode is going to be strictly surrounding the ghost hunting glossary. Uh, yeah, that's right. The terms and fancy words that we use to describe the amazingly awesome job that we do. Excuse me while I take a drink of my Red Bull. It is freaking late. All right, so... Today's episode, like I said, is going to be surrounding paranormal terminology. Um, it's kind of a long list. I try to go down as fast but as accurate as possible when talking about these words. So uh, without further ado, man, let's just jump into it. So the uh, this is, of course, paranormal terms that we use um, during paranormal investigations. Um, first word is going to be the afterlife. Now, we steer clear of religious stuff as much as possible because it just opens up too much questions and too much, you know, pushback from the, the religious community, which is fine. I mean, you believe what you believe. Um, I'm just trying to put some science behind it. I'm trying to prove some stuff here. So when we refer to the afterlife, we're simply just referring to life after death. Um, very generic, very you know, clean, smooth, nothing crazy. Um, our next word's an anomaly. So that's basically something that can't be explained. An event, anything that you just have no logical explanation for, that we consider an anomaly. Uh, next word on the list, an apparition. So an apparition is any ghost that seems to have a physical substance, whether it be visual, auditory, or tactile. Um, and again, Apparitions are usually ghosts, which a ghost um, is defined to be a spirit of something living, or that was once living, rather, um, whether it be human or an animal. Uh, next word on the list is a clearing. A clearing um, or a cleansing is essentially getting rid of ghostly activity in a specific location. This is to be done by a medium or a psychic, uh, most commonly. Um, so the next word on our list, cold spots. Now, pretty self-explanatory. Essentially, a cold spot is an area of cool air found in a haunted location. Now, when we're measuring for this, um, one or two degrees doesn't really mean much. I mean, we are obviously entering a room. We are br bringing in our body heat, which could alter the overall room's temperature. So, it has to go up drastically or down drastically. I'm talking about maybe between 7 to 10 degrees. That's what you want to do. Um, next word, fun word, ectoplasm. Makes you think of Ghostbusters every time. Fantastic movie. Very on the ball when it comes to ghost hunting. I'm going to have a whole episode on that. Um, a future episode on that. So stay tuned for that. But anyways, ectoplasm is a substance thought to be emitted by spirits or from mediums communicating with the spirit world. So some remnant left behind um, after the visitation from the 
uh, spirit or paranormal entity. Uh, next word, EMF, which stands for electromagnetic field and or electromagnetic frequency. Um, so it's a combination of electrical and magnetic fields uh, that are commonly measured as part of a ghost hunting process. Um, so we use meters called EMF detectors or an EMF meter, um, which measures um, the frequency or the um, intensity of said frequency um, in a measurement known as Gauss or milligauss um, or Gauss. I don't know how the pr exact pronunciation of that word. But um, everything around you um, that has electrical current emits a EMF reading, including ourselves. We have a very low, nearly undetectable level of electrical current, um, but it, it does exist. I mean, it's the little surges that make your heart pump and the little electronic signals to your brain all have some sort of EMF. Um, that being said, before we ever go on a hunt or an investigation, we make sure to disable any thing that could essentially cause a false reading. So false readings could be caused by, you know, being too close to a breaker box. You know, that's high levels of electricity. I mean, let's just break it down. Everything in your house, you know, parts of your house, lights, light fixtures, sockets, outlets, the microwave, your television fans, everything electronic emits a level of electromagnetic frequency. We eliminate all of that so that if we have any data that we capture, we can be sure that it wasn't caused by a false reading. Um, moving along, uh, entity. Entity is a term I use quite a bit, but essentially it's any being, including people or ghosts. We are entities. They are en entities. I just use this term because I don't want to say this is a ghost. And it, it wasn't a ghost. It was a poltergeist, which is a totally different thing. Or is a demon. It's a totally different thing from a ghost. So paranormal entity is a very generic term. You know, essentially saying that guy over there. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very straightforward. Um, epicenter. A person or persons that a poltergeist or a haunting tend to focus on. So paranormal phenomena usually increases when the epicenter is present. So, you know, a, a paranormal, you know, phenomena can increase when the poltergeist or a haunting in general finds a target. Um, and I've experienced this myself. I am an ordained minister, like a church ordained minister. Um, ever since I did that, um, I've become an epicenter uh, at some of our investigations. Things just came tend to come to me. It's very interesting. Um, it's a very interesting experience to be the magnet for ghosts. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, anyways, moving along, EVP or electronic voice phenomena. It's an act of capturing and recording disembodied voices and sounds. Um, now, the word disembodied voices essentially means a place of no origin. You don't know where the, the voice came from. That being said, you could witness a apparition and capture an EVP from that app apparition. So the EVP could be captured at any point during your investigation. Uh, next word is exorcism. So an exorcism, I know you've seen the movie, all the movies about, about it, um, but it's basically ridding a person or a, lo or a location of evil spirits, usually class four demonics. Um, 
um, by using religious rites. Um, something you shouldn't do. Don't do this yourself. It is pro professionals, and you may cause more damage than good. So you don't know about it. Don't fuck with it. Move along. Identify what it is if you can. If you I, basically, if you can't identify what it is, and it's it seems way out of your league, you should probably contact somebody else. Uh, next word is a ghost. I went over this, I believe, in our classes. But a ghost is a sentient entity or a spirit that lends, sorry, that visits or lingers in our world after death. It is defined by the spirit of something that was once living, a human, an animal. Those are ghosts. That's what we define as ghosts. All right, paranormal investigators or ghost hunters, people who investigate hauntings to find explanations for possible paranormal phenomena involved, like moi. It's what I do. It's what I love to do. I don't do it for profit. I do it for knowledge. I do it for science. Um, I'm very proud to say I am a ghost hunter. Um, next word, ghost lights. This is fun. So mysterious lights seen at a distance, usually appearing as like blue or like yellowish spheres, um, which can appear to blink. Um, again, eliminate the possibility for false readings, cutting all the power off in the house there shouldn't be any lights blinking, right? That gives you solid data, solid evidence um, that you can use for your investigation. All right, next term, haunting or haunted, uh, just describes a location where there appears to be a significant paranormal activity, often includes a combination of cold spots, apparitions, missing objects, and other repeated phenomena witnessed by several people, which leads to the location getting the reputation of being haunted. Uh, next word is manifestation. It's the tactile, auditory, or visual signs of a haunting. Um, it, pretty self-explanatory, you know. And did you feel something? Did you hear something? Did you see something? That is unexplainable. That that is essentially what a manifestation is. Um, a medium. A medium is someone who communicates with ghosts and the other side. Uh, some people say they're also psychics. Um, a psychic term, I hate to use that term. I think crystal ball at the table. You know, um, I feel like it's more respectful to refer to them as mediums. Um, that's just me. I'm a respectful kind of guy. I'm not trying to start any beef with anyone who speaks with ghosts. Just saying. Doesn't sound like a good time for me. Uh, next one is orbs. Orbs are spheres of translucent light, often whitish or pastel colored. Um, and and they, they usually appear in like photographs, some video um, as well. Um, many investigators believe them to represent the spirits of ghosts or spirits or ghosts rather. Um, this is kind of a double edged kind of uh, idea because orbs could also, you know, the with all the devices we use, you know, the night vision you know, cameras and, and stuff like that, you know, a speck of dust could a, appear to be an orb. And in fact, it's just a speck of dust or a bug flying around. So when I look at that footage and review that footage, I'm not looking for the explainable orb. I'm looking for the one that's like, why the hell is it flying left, right, left, right, up, down, like really weird, you know, abnormal patterns. Um, and then I document those. Um, 
again, if you get it in a photograph, it's really hard. Especially, I mean, these places we investigate are old and dusty and broken down, so dust is everywhere. And as we're shuffling around, we're kicking up more dust, so it's like... In a picture, it's really hard. Video, you can decipher between it. Again, looking for the abnormal motions uh, of those orbs. Next word is paranormal. It, it, pretty straightforward. Anything outside the realm and experiences that we can call normal. So often used to describe ghosts, um, UFOs, and other phenomena that defy the traditional scientific explanation. You know, though we try to lend a scientific answer or response to it, there's still this little bit of like, you know, it's just it's not considered to be a normal thing. So we really battle with that. I mean, I try to use a scientific method for every investigation. And, you know, when I come up with something that's quote unquote unexplainable, that is a success for me. But then when I try to show somebody or, or try to explain it to somebody it's again unexplainable so it's it's weird it's kind of a double edge for us there um in that particular thing uh physical manipulation man or you know like telekinesis and and, and things like this um is when an object of some, some sort is thought to be moved or physically altered by a ghost or spirit such as lights going off and on objects moving you know all without any human interaction um, I've had chairs slide, I've had books fall off shelves, picture frames drop, um, you know, we sometimes introduce things called tokens, which are just little things that we can place out for the ghost to communicate with, to manipulate, make a ball roll, make a pencil, you know, do this, wiggle a piece of paper, just the different types of things. Um, again, we call those tokens. All right, a poltergeist is our next word, poltergeist is a spirit who makes noise or plays pranks often thought to be the center around specific uh, often thought to center around specific individuals and perhaps not ghosts at all but rather a form of latent telekinetic ability um it, 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 i hope that, that that makes sense so like the poltergeist might actually be the uh, the effect of someone who has latent telekinetic abilities so essentially creating their own manipulation like they're basically haunting themselves that's very few and far between uh poltergeists are also known to just be like those type of ghosts that are just like I mean, they're, well they're not ghosts uh type of spirits that just like to play around and be mischievous that's the word i was looking for they're mischievous so um yeah that's a poltergeist uh portal um or a doorway through which a spirit can enter and egg exit portals are small momentary doorways uh where a spirit can enter um our world or exit um to cross over a larger version of a portal is called a vortex um, that is a massive, just like spiraling whirlwind of paranormal activity. Um, I have yet to witness one, one of those. I do have a friend of mine who's gone on a, a hunt and the location he was at um, contained a vortex. Um, it's nothing really visual that you can see. It's not like a giant spinning thing. It's just we try to envision it as like a, a cyclone of spirits, essentially. Uh, possession pretty pretty straightforward when a person or an inanimate object like a doll 
or a box or you know something of of sentimental value of is taken over by a spirit or a ghost um you know i've seen the doll type stuff you know you're thinking like annabelle stuff like like that that's considered to be a possession um primary reading so every time we go to a place we uh take initial measurements uh like we sit down and we interview you know the caretaker of the facility that we're going to be investigating and we get as much information from them as possible you know where when what's going on and then we take initial readings during the day we walk walk around with our meters and see whatever emf detectors we're getting and if we're getting any emf spikes if we're getting any uh evps or if we're getting any um cold spots then we come back at night when cutting the breaker off and eliminating power and see if there's a, a variation a drastic variation um but always take primary readings it is very important because you have to have something to bounce your information off of so you have to compare it to something and that primary reading does just that all right next one residual energy or residual haunting this is when emotionally charged events leave an imprint or like an energy residue on nearby objects and locations so residual energy or hauntings will often repeat a specific event from the past over and over um, as if on a constant loop, uh, so, such as, you know, the same footsteps walking down a hallway on Thursday at two o'clock, like very specific stuff like that. Um, next word is a revenant. A revenant is a ghost that only comes back a few times after death. Usually that's the quote unquote unfinished business ghost, um, had a message to pass along, wanted to get one last goodbye, wanted to, you know, and then they eventually cross over. Um, Next one is a spirit. Um, just the term spirit is Latin, which means that which breathes. Um, so essentially it's described as the consciousness or the soul of an individual. Um, in the ghost hunting context, this refers to the soul of an individual who has passed on and continues to be observed in an area. So, you know, essentially their ghost is the spirit or the soul left over from a previously living individual or animal um dude spiritualism man we study this all day we are spiritualists we it's it's you know it's a belief in the spirit world and or the ability to communicate with ghosts of the dead um yes all day um we try to get as close to that as humanly possible um and last word is going to be telepathy um, the process by which a mind can communicate directly with another without using normal physical interaction or ordinary sensory perception. Telepathy is usually done through mediums or psychics. Um, some people have the ability and have not unlocked it. You know, long story short, um, it's essentially just, again, a way to communicate between uh, spirits or the living without physical con contact or interaction all right i think that's going to sum up our list for this evening um if you guys have any other questions um or want to know more if there's any terms that i may have left out i mean there's a lot of terms and i'm sure i'll go over them as i share more stories with you guys and as they come up but if you do have any suggestions for future episodes any messages you want to get to us um any comments 
any complaints, whatever, uh, you can call us up. We went ahead and set up a phone number for this. You can call or text us. Um, the phone number for that, again, is 253-271-4420. Again, 253-271-4420. That number is also going to be available in the description for our podcast. So make sure you hit us up, man. We want to hear your messages, your ghost stories. We want to hear your interactions with the world of the paranormal you know tell us your tales and uh even if you want to be on our show we can kind of make that happen as well um just reach out to us again uh we're also now available on itunes and pocket cast so make sure to subscribe um if you are on itunes please give us a five-star rating we're trying to get our podcast up to the top so other people can enjoy the paranormal experience um, other than that, guys, I, I really appreciate you guys listening in and tuning in today. My name again is Nico Fontaine, and you have been listening to Ghosts Etc.